Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. Hating those who hate me, cursing those who curse me, hurting those who hurt me is as instinctual to my fallen nature as taking the next breath is to my physical body. It's instinctual. We don't have to work at it. We don't have to develop it. We don't have to be taught how to do it. It just comes natural. It is our natural default mode. And I want to make sure that we in here understand this. That in addition to that being our natural, instinctual default mode, when we come to faith in Christ, when we are born again by His Spirit, that instinct is not necessarily removed. And that's why Jesus teaches the kingdom way of love here. Because walking in its path is not obvious to us. What is obvious is retaliation. What is obvious is an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth kind of thing. It's not obvious to walk in this way of kingdom love. It's it's unnatural to our unredeemed flesh. And so Jesus spells it out here so that we might know and that knowing we might submit to his supernatural power. And with his supernatural power, we may display the nature of the one who has redeemed us rather than the nature of the one who used to hold us in sin and death. Transformation what it's all about so loving your enemies doing good to those who hate you blessing those who curse you praying for those who hurt you jesus is the perfect model and if i had the time this morning i could just go over a situation over a situation where he modeled these very uh principles for us And so the fact that he modeled these for us and lived them out, uh, it becomes then very consistent for him to call us who follow him to do the very same thing. To daily surrender our old ways of the flesh to be crucified in Christ so that we can walk in the life-giving ways of the Spirit. Let those who have ears to hear this morning hear what our Lord is saying to his disciples. Well, if loving and doing good and blessing and praying for those who stand against us, if that is natural to us individually, then what we're about to see here in verses 29 through 30, we find that it is unconventional to us as a group. It's unconventional to to the group opinion of the world in general. That is to say that when we follow after Jesus in agape love, it does go go against our natural inclinations of the flesh. And it goes against the expected norms of humanity at large. I want to do a little test here today uh, as it relates to this very point. And I'm going to ask you, if you would, to participate. And I would ask those super saints among you, When I put my point up on the screen and ask you to pick one or the other, if you're one of the super saints who always does it right, don't tell us about it. Let the sinners of the rest of us point out where the group actually is, okay? Because there's always one or two super saints among us. I don't do that. Okay, great. 
We'll model it for the rest of us. Here we go. I'm going to put some points up on the screen and I want you to tell me what the group think is in relationship to that. First, when we are assaulted, what does the group think? Retaliate or absorb the offense? Tell me. Now you're saying that because you really believe that, right? Because you know it's true. You know, I didn't lead you into that, right? Well, I did, but anyway. When demands are made upon us, what is the group think? To do the minimum required or to say, oh, a demand has been made on me. I'll just, I'll just volunteer to go the extra mile. The minimum required. When help is requested, when somebody comes, as Jesus said, and begs of us because they need our help, what comes natural to us? Ignoring the need and just saying, well, somebody else will take care of it. Or freely giving, which characterizes the world's opinion at large. Ignoring the need. Because if people freely gave, there would be no need, now would there? I mean, the reason we had to go out and help this gentleman in Urbandale... It's because instead of, his, as one of the men pointed out, instead of the, his neighbors coming together and saying, we realize that you're in a bad situation here, and, and, and can we help you? He was reported to the city of Urbandale to come and do something about it. And so others did come and freely give, but that's not the norm. And then this, the last one, when property rights are violated. In other words, when take, somebody takes something that is yours, what comes natural? To fight for what is yours? To try to get it back? Or to just release the injustice into the hands of God? Which, which is it? Tell me, church. To fight for what is yours. I figured we would get an A on this one. Because we all know what the group think is. Because we're part of the group. And it is how we would naturally think. Because we understand what is conventional. We understand what is the expected norm. And so does Jesus. But He takes convention and He turns it on its head. And He shows us a better way to live. One that reflects the nature of the Father. And that leads us to truth point number two today. Which says, despite the incalculable injustices that we have heaped upon the Father... We find his heart bent not toward his personal rights, which is conventional, but toward the redemption and the exaltation of fallen ones through his love, which is very unconventional. So as Jesus lays out what it looks like to follow after him, we we find a life that is rooted in love. A love that is unnatural. A love that is unconventional to the default state of humanity. Now, if that wasn't enough for us to have to absorb, we find that he goes on. Jesus adds this, that following after him is not something that is passive, but it is something that is proactive. Not passive, it is proactive. I wasn't aware of the concept, I wasn't aware of this truth that I'm about to share with you before I actually began studying for this message, but then I discovered that the golden rule, as we call it, 
Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That that golden rule actually existed before Jesus ever actually spoke it. But it existed in a negative context. It existed in a passive context. Let me give you some examples. Listen, do not do to others that which angers you when they do it to you. Confucius wrote, never impose on others what you would not choose for yourself. The apocryphal book of Tobit says, do that to no man which thou hatest. And Rabbi Hillel said, what is hateful to you, do not do to your neighbor. They all sound very similar, don't they? And they sound similar to what Jesus said. And there's nothing wrong with those statements that I just read to you. They offer very good advice and we would probably all would do well to, to follow that. But the thing that I want to point out to you is this, that those statements I just read to you, none of them are based on love for anyone other than self. Each of those statements is, is focused on preserving peace or safety or a good reputation or any of the other things that we might put out there. It is all about preserving those things for self. Don't do to someone else the motivation is what you don't want to happen to you. So it's in the negative. It's in the, it's in the passive. And if there's any love being expressed in those statements, it is a love for self. But Jesus takes what is passive, what is negative, what is self-centered, and he makes it active, and he makes it positive, and he makes it others-centered. Notice what he says again. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. Truth point number three says this, Jesus' golden rule has nothing to do with how others treat you, nor is it focused on their merit, but is solely focused on their well-being as defined by your highest ideals of your own well-being. That deserves being read twice. Jesus' golden rule has nothing to do with how others treat you, nor is it focused on their merit, but is solely focused on their well-being. So there you see the the outward focus is solely focused on their well-being as defined by your highest ideals of your own well-being. In other words, what is being said here is consider what you would want others to do for you. In other words, what, what would, could other people do to give you your best life? And then take that and proactively employ it to others. Do you see the point? It's not about what I'm going to get. It's about understanding what I would find awesome and then purposely and intentionally and actively doing it for someone else. So we find, as we look at this, that following after Jesus is being defined by Jesus as a life that is rooted in a love that is divine in nature, one that is not attainable by humanity in our own power. And I'll come back to that in a few moments.
As we come to verses 32 through 36, we find Jesus taking this part of his sermon and summarizing it and bringing to it a conclusion. So we want to see the summary and then the conclusion. So in summary, we find Jesus restating what has already been established. Only this time, as he restates what has already been established, he does it from the perspective of what's natural and conventional among men. Here's what I mean by that. He goes back to that comment about loving others. He first said, love your enemies. That's unnatural and unconventional. Loving others who love you. Well, that's totally natural. That's completely conventional. And that is very much something we all can do. We really don't need any help from God to do that. Not really. If somebody's loving us, we don't have a problem loving them back. Doing good to those who do good to you. That's not a sweat. I can do that. And even sinners, those who aren't even born again, those who don't even follow Jesus, they do that regularly. And, and, and uh, lending to those who will repay. Especially if I have a guarantee they'll repay. Or lending to those because I know that in my time of need, they'll lend to me. And you don't have to be a Christian to do that. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission. On Mission.